I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, gals. Hey. hey. Who's that? Oh, my God. We'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, who are we sponsored by? Outsider. We are sponsored by Outsider, our fave cider. Shall we crack one? Shall we yes, crack one? Shall we have a crack? Ah, you know it's about to be the start of a brand new, fresh, gorgeous podcast. <laughs> Brought to you by Outsider, the most delicious tasting cider. It's tarty, it's sweet, it's... A Coming into summer? Yes. So, it is now officially cider season, I feel. We are year-round drinkers, but yes. summertime is when the cider will be flowing. Yeah, baby, it's always cider season for us, but, you know... Nothing says spring like a... We see a lot of fakers trying to get up in our thing (laughs) in the summer because, like, yeah, there's nothing like a... I mean, I'm not going to say a hot day, but a warmish day in summer. (laughs) Mild. Yeah, and a lukewarm can. I mean, (laughs) That you've had in your bag for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, make sure you're over 18, et cetera, et cetera. But we've got even something more exciting to present to you this week. We've got Something more fun than drinking (gasps) responsible? It's someone who is drinking responsibly. Her name is... Sarah! Hey, girls! How are you, outsiders? So, <laughs> she's like on the 90s. You're like, yes. how are you, outsiders? So, Sarah's been with us before. It's Lindsay's sister, obviously. Uh, we keep Fiona locked in a basement. She's not she allowed. Yeah, she's probably like, dying to be on. I know. So, we got to get her on. Yeah, we of should get we her on. Yeah. Of course we do. She's deadly. Fiona's yeah. best. She's Hopefully, our check's in the mail for That's saying true, all that yeah, about yeah, her. Yeah. But for now, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah came on our podcast. God, when was it? It must have been a couple of months ago. It was like September, maybe. Yeah, it was like a fucking while ago. I'm bad with me too. With it's all dates and shit. Well, especially with the podcast episodes, I'm like, we've been doing this four years, babe. So I'm Whoa. like, it's a, it's a year. What? <laughs> it's one year. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's the fifth year, right? <laughs> It feels yeah, it feels yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so Sarah came on before, and we talked about jealousy. Yes, Sarah people very much resonated with that, so that's why. Hope you keeping your jealousy in check, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Sarah's a single girl now. I'm a single girl now. Ain't no jealousy keeping me up at night. Oh, uh-huh. home. <laughs> jealousy ruin the last relationship. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> My my single aura ruined the relationship. I was just dying to drink cider with my girls mm-hmm. and to have a podcast with my girls. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's all I wanted. So this podcast just like made me want to be single. I don't know about you guys, but it just like made me want to be single. I can hear the gals breaking up with their boyfriends as we speak. as we crack our first. Another guy. boyfriend loses his 
vaginal rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this week, so we've got a shitload of stuff to talk about this week. We're just going to be fucking gas. But we do want to highlight something to all mm-hmm. our woke-ass bitches. Mm-hmm. The date was set for repeal. Woo! The Eighth Amendment referendum. Yeah. Whichever way you're voting, ladies, we don't get too mm-hmm. political on here, but it is important to vote. Yes, Very it important. is. And that's the most, like, amazing way that you can use your voice is not via your... You know, that obviously helps the social media kind of um, shit. I don't know what you'd even call yeah. it. But your vote is <laughs> Shit, I believe, is the, <laughs> the direct <laughs> term. The yes. term. Unless you yeah. have an amazing following, which like, I'm ah, sure as hell don't. But yeah, the vote's so important. You can easily yeah. register. How do you check for registry, girl? I mean, God, are we going to link it? Yeah, we're going to link it. I think it's checktheregister.ie or it's checktheregister mm. or something. But we'll link so. You should check if you're registered to vote. As far as I know, do not quote me on it. You can register up until two weeks before. As far mm-hmm. as we know. It's set for May 25th. Mm-hmm. Thank God I'm not away. I was pissing Ooh. myself because I, I was heard that it was like in, end of May. I was like, <laughs> the cruise. It was like, it's going to be on the end of May. I was like, <laughs> oh. Did you know, I learned this today because um, I was out with my friend who has been living in England for the past two years. And once you live away for two years or more, you lose your right to yeah. vote in your country. I know. Insane, How long do you lose that right? Like, do you gain it back when you're you back? You have to come Move back, back for a good few years. I don't That's think it's instant. Absolutely insane. So, because that whole, like, you know the way that happened with the um, marriage referendum? The, but they have the postal vote, don't they? Yeah. I, don't know. Know. I, I, I was it, able it, to vote living from your Spain for the marriage referendum. But I you in, hadn't been living No, there. I was only there for a year. Oh, okay. Mad. Okay. So there's a lot of fucking shit that you don't know about. So go on the website, yeah. check if you're registered because like it's all fair and well putting up, you know, your profile picture with the heart mm-hmm. on it. But like mm-hmm. if you're not gonna vote at the end of the day, yeah. honeys, yeah. you're not gonna be making a difference, whatever way you wanna make the difference. We're all pro choice ladies here. Absolutely. Um uh-huh. I, you know, we'll be voting, but it's just important because mm-hmm. people go on and on about feminism this and feminism that. Well guess what? The suffragettes <laughs> you know we they, we've got voting rights now so yeah. make your voice be heard and you can't be moaning about something if you didn't vote for it and the thing opinion. is it's a lot easier to seem like or come across really passionate via your Instagram or you know reblogging shit that you find online it's actually really annoying because I had to do it recently because I'm in my a new address mm. so you have to like check like if you're registered you have to print out the form like it's yeah. it's a ball ache. it's a pain in the arse yeah. and it's a lot easier to be like coming across as really passionate about it on social media because mm. that's at your fingertips like annoyingly you do have to like I had to get my local freaking printer to print you know yeah yeah. yeah. and like, you do have to check as well because I know one of my friends message me and be like oh my god I'm randomly not like sometimes people just get removed from the register no, I yeah. don't wonder if you have voted before yeah because like that happened to me for one I can't remember when it was but I was like oh I'm ra-. like I voted before in loads and then I was gone so you know even if you did vote in the marriage referendum double fucking check because totally. you might not be and you'd be I mean scarlet for you if you're posting your fo- profile picture and then you're not <laughs> voting <laughs> it's like when Paris Hilton had that voter die and she actually yeah. didn't vote like yeah. she was really yeah. pro voting that yeah. year she didn't fucking vote and everyone knew about it mm, she was so, registered yeah. she was registered exactly mm. so you know I mean it's public information so mm-hmm. call the mouse <laughs> uh, but go check we'll put the link here we'll put the link in the description of here but even if yeah. you google I think check the register Ireland it'll come up Yeah, you put in your PPS number or some shit there's a lot I think there's, there's a load ways yeah. like either I think it's really simple name, yeah. Like, yeah. go home to your mommy's house for the weekend get your fucking roast mm, in yeah. it and get your vote especially in. if you've moved up to Dublin for college and stuff because yeah. then you might yeah. have to you go have home to home to the country yeah to vote. which is frustrating because like obviously like you know I'm generalizing here but like 
the youth of Ireland are seem to be more pro-choice. Well, yeah. But the youth of Ireland would be more like, you know, they would mm. be moving around, changing addresses, yeah. moving up. But so it's like you, your vote, you know, you might feel like impassioned, but you're only as impassioned mm. as your vote. So. Well, it's always, it's the same actually like countries wide that like, even though the younger generations are always the most passionate about reform, they're the lowest voters. Yeah. Like mm. older people always vote. They will go to that registration yeah. and they will vote no. Like, yeah. Or, best you know, believe. a lot, you know, and like, it's just one of those things that like, you just, you don't want to be kicking yourself after mm-hmm. it. I mean, my fear is that it will be like super, super close and it could be like two votes that you like, never know, you know, tip it over the edge or whatever. Yeah. You just don't and know. That, that's two indies that we're fucking <laughs> on about. On a rollover. <laughs> that weekend yeah, just literally. couldn't make it <laughs> but um so we want to we wanted to have a little intro this week mm-hmm. um just kind talking of- about this whole repeal and everything and i've seen like a lot of there's a good few bloggers talking about it mm-hmm. in a natural way which that's how i like to receive my info from uh, influencers or bloggers yeah anyway is that it's like weaving it into their normal conversation however i'm seeing like the more like I don't know what you'd call them, like the bloggers or the influencers who spend a lot of their time on their platform talking about repeal are then trying to kind of put down other people with a platform for not Mm. talking about it. Mm, So this is what we wanted to kind of have as a little intro. Yeah, because we want to touch it because I see a lot of it on Twitter and I've read a good bit of it, even just like on Reddit and just like kind of everywhere, Mazzy Drink, like there's always this kind of conversation going on. And it's like, it's a weird one because I understand what they're saying that like as Sarah said like Mm -hmm. if you have a big platform that's a big benefit platform who are engaged with what you say and they'll listen to you etc etc however I find it kind of presumptuous when they're like how dare it's an absolute travesty these bloggers aren't talking about the repeal movement first of all you're presuming they agree with you yeah you're presuming that they're pro-choice, if that's what you are. Not mm-hmm. only pro-choice, you're presuming that they are the exact same beliefs. Because yeah. there's different pro-choice. Different yeah. Yeah. pro-choice. Yeah, there's yeah. women who are like, I agree with it when it's um, X, y, and Z. rape yeah. or, mm. you know, disabilities and pregnancy. Yeah. But I don't agree with that as a form of con- mm. contraception. Yeah. You know, so like, do you want someone who you follow who you, you can't assume that just because you like someone and you like what they're about, you can mm-hmm. get shocked by people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we have been, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think you, you're also assuming that like, you know, they have an educated opinion mm-hmm. because fair enough, you want them to spread information, but like, what if they're spreading wrong information, even if they're on your side, Yeah, you know, even if they're on your side and they're, but they're spreading wrong information about such a sensitive topic like abortion. And it's just like, it's kind of. Fair enough. Like, if you have chosen, if you were compelled to talk about something like mm-hmm. abortion or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else it may be, and that's what you want to do, like, fucking more power to you, great, you know? Mm-hmm. However, like, you can't be, I mean, as we always say, point the finger in this five point back of you, hon. Like, yeah. You just can't be pointing. And, like, also, for me, sometimes when I see them jump on it, not repeal necessarily, but, like, some things, I'm just a bit, like, you know, are you just doing that to take a box? Maybe. Yeah. You know, there are times. I mean, I'm no, don't get me wrong. There's loads who don't, and they're mm-hmm. you know, in, you know, James, our friend, like he's you know really educated on it. Like he knows all oh, the totally. how to register and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. like you know, I just I'm not down with the like pressure. You know, I mean, like I think there's a certain type of blogger. Like James is so all about current affairs, and he makes it like 
he's always been like that as a person. Like he's really passionate about current affairs. But then there's some bloggers that that just isn't really their field. Like you're talking about primer for 10 weeks and then suddenly you're <laughs> mm. going to talk about like pro-choice. It's just like, it doesn't quite fit with Where's like the transition? following. Like, mm. so does every blogger have to talk about pro-choice or can I just talk about primer? You know, like I think people have to learn that like, you know, some bloggers are just there for a certain reason. Mm -hmm. They're not there for current affairs. If they haven't talked about current affairs before, why should they talk about it now? Like maybe that's just not their place. Yeah. Mm. Or their interests. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think it's grand to keep some things off your platform. Mm -hmm. You know, like even if they are pro-choice, I think it's like, it's fine if they're like, look, my vote is my vote. And, you know, I know how I'm going to vote. And yeah. I don't really want to be you know, exactly going one minute talking about the new eyeshadow palette to talking about <laughs> repeal. It, it totally. You know. I like, think it also kind of touches upon the weight we see influencers, mm. like what we see in them. Like just because someone, you know, if a makeup artist or if a fashion blogger, whatever they are, has built up a following via their outfits mm -hmm. or makeup or shopping hauls, you know, it doesn't mean that that following, like that following that she or he has mm -hmm. like gained didn't come from her talking about current affairs. Yeah. yeah. So why, like they probably, they could tap on. It doesn't mean that just because they, you know, appreciate what she, you know, says about foundation yeah. or fake that tan, that they're going to be like appreciating what she thinks about pro choice or you totally. know, a friend in general. Like, I mean, we can't kind of put them up to such a high standard and in this like godlike freaking mm -hmm. quality being like, they have the answers you know, to yeah, everything. Just mm. because you have followers, it's the kind of thing is like followers mean shit to a certain, mm. like, I mean, if you're going to be pointing the finger being like, you have this big following, you should be talking about it. Well, you have 400 followers. You talk about it to yeah. your 400 followers. Yeah, and you, you don't know? know who my followers are, if they're even interested in talking about that. I don't know about you guys, but like when I was growing up, there was this thing where like you weren't allowed to ask someone what they voted for. Yeah. Do you that, remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I remember because I remember once I was in... I think, I don't know, there must have been some, it was probably the first time I was kind of conscious that there was like a vote. It was probably because loads of people were getting off school. My yeah. school wasn't a place where they held votes, so I was enraged yeah. that there was schools getting off. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I remember like my dad telling me who he voted for and I was in the mm. car with my mo my friend's parents and I was like, who did you vote for? And then they were like, yeah, like, we won't tell you. And Silence. I, and I said it to my mom and I was like, they wouldn't tell me. And she was like, you don't really fucking ask people. My parents wouldn't tell me. They'd be like, we don't talk about that. You don't ask them who you vote for. It's like asking them, like an old lady like what her age is. Like, like it was just really Asking someone how much money they make. Yeah. 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 So it's a very new thing that we're actually even allowed to be as like, you know, obtruse about like current affairs. Like mm. we used to be like that. Well, it's kind of like this thing of like, if someone's willing to give you the information, then grant. But like, yeah. if someone hasn't given you their point, like, it's a little bit intrusive. It is. To be like, and what are you voting for? Because like, yeah. especially on something like It's abortion. like religion. Like, you don't just but ask the secrecy, like, and the whole point of voting is that like, I mean, when you think about it, I could be screaming to the rooftops about bringing pro-choice yeah and you could I just, can go in and just you can still yeah. don't know ain't nobody you can know. have the best of both rules in that yeah. way yeah. Yeah. true but like and same with the bloggers like they could be like I'm pro-choice put up a quick little tweet or an Instagram story about it and they can still like they can keep their own actual beliefs yeah. close mm. to yeah. their heart like because mm. I mean it's you know when you think of social media like obviously pro-choice via social media is a more popular stance mm -hmm, to take mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's the more like you you know get praised for talking about pro-choice and like, obviously we're pro-choice so we do agree with that mm -hmm. however 
Like, if there was a blogger who was pro-life, she's hardly going to talk about it because she's going to... But, like, for me, it's kind of like, if there is a blogger, say a massive blogger has 200k, she's pro-life, and you're like, how dare anyone not do it? Okay, I'll go on my 200k followers and start spouting all the crazy Mm. shit that's in, like, pro-life propaganda. Mm -hmm. How do you like that? Like, yeah. concentrate so on what you, choose. yeah, concentrate on what you control. Like, if you want to spread a certain message, you spread it, mm. you know, and fucking more power to you. You've all the right in the world to do whatever you want. And fuck the following. Like, I mean, just because they have 200k, half of those fucking followers are probably bots and bots. Yeah, <laughs> which I've learned this week. Really, yeah, literally, do you really care that so-and-so is yeah. going to be talking to their five million bots yeah or like you know don't have the right to vote yeah Yeah. don't exist (laughs) and it's just like you know i don't know it's just uh, so i guess another kind of thing that they say is uh that i've seen on twitter Mm -hmm. is that they say like oh they don't talk about it because they're afraid of losing followers which kind of goes back to Lindsay's point where it's like i mean i don't know whether it's just that we're in like an echo chamber of Mm -hmm. pro-choice people maybe we are but i think you guys would be friends on facebook with a load of like you know people from the church and And i still think that the prevailing kind of social media kind of feeling is pro-life so it's like Mm -hmm. a pro-choice should i say sorry so like i i don't buy that thing of like they're going to lose followers by talking because they're pro-choice yeah or even by talk like they might lose 50 like you know yeah. what I mean so it's yeah. like I don't think that's a fair thing to be like they're afraid of talking about it because they're afraid of losing followers it's like maybe they just don't maybe they just don't feel confident talking yeah, about it yeah I think it. it's just a personal thing to talk about like I mean it's just like it's like you don't ask someone what their religious beliefs are like when mm. you're in the pub or to justify them yeah it's, also, <laughs> it's, it's intimidating like we are like because of social media we're seeing people go viral daily because yeah because that and one wrong talked, tweet yeah exactly. we've talked about it on our podcast before totally. like you know the whole um you know justine sacco yeah mm-hmm. and your one the artist girl oh yeah Heidi douglas yeah yeah the kind of like just being publicly shamed mm. so i've seen it as well they're careful bloggers. and they should be careful but it's sometimes you can't be careful enough so you can mm. go on with the best of intentions and thinking that you're giving the like most popular view or whatever yeah. and you can just trip up in a slight word mm. yeah and you can and have this dumb. huge backlash so mm. people don't want that like why would you because why would you want the responsibility when yeah you talking about your primaries is working just grand yeah yeah, and like when I mean, we can all you can have go on with the best of intentions, and you know, slip up slightly, mm. and people can pick holes and exa- and something that you didn't even see as a problem, and then like, yeah, do you know the way? So mm. it's like this. Some is people, it's like constantly. it's their job to pick holes in what you say. Mm. So what we're saying is, do you guys think that it's like you know bloggers kind of right to talk about this kind of stuff, or do you feel like people are asking too much about them? Because mm. like. For me, like, it just came into my head there. I'm like, we have to also respect, like, and I'm kind of more going about this and, like, just, just I think you guys are the same as me, mm-hmm. but I'm more talking about when they're saying, like, you've got a big following, but they're kind of, the, the majority of what they do with their following is talk about style and fashion. Yeah, and, like, you know, it's, it's, not a, it's not a political following. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You're an so, activist. Even then, I don't think they have to, but I, yeah. it, for me, it's way mm-hmm. more out of context with, like, mm-hmm. a fashion blogger. Mm-hmm. Or a makeup know. blogger. Exactly. So, but to me, it's like, you also have to respect that this is this blogger's job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm in my job, I don't really want to be talking about my opinions on mm-hmm. something as sensitive as that, because... It causes friction in the workplace. You mm-hmm. don't know who you're going to mm. brush feathers the wrong way. And it is their job. So yeah. 
you know, putting pressure on them to do something that's outside of their quote-unquote job description, mm-hmm. it's a little... It's not really fair. Like, mm. it's just, you know, and also just stop pointing... I'm sick of the pointing the finger. Like, if you want to be a Twitter activist, go on. But, like, also follow activists. Like, I follow this uh, disabled girl who is, like, really pro-body positivity, you know? And that's her thing. And she would have a say in everything that has to do with that. Because that's her following. Um, you know, she's not going to randomly talk about Mac Primer when her whole thing is about disability rights. And, like, yeah. every single time, mm. you know, something comes up in the news, like, for example, there was someone, like, you know you know, talking about, like, body positivity and, like, she'll go online and she'll talk about it. She's a serious activist. That's her job. That's her following. And everyone that follows her, mm-hmm. you know... They have a certain expectation on totally. her. Totally. Like, she's... like, And she's not going to steer from that. So she's someone who would really talk about, you know, the... Repeating the eighth because that's like her passion is all about like body and like whatever. Mm. That's mm. her thing. Because it's... Yeah, I mean, so I just guess it's like... I don't know, and I think it's, I, I see it more from other bloggers than I do from people in the public, like yeah. on Maz Who Drink or Reddit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of what I see there are people being like, I don't really care if, you know, mm. X blogger no. talks about repeal, because I, if I want repeal information, I'll listen to this other blogger. Yeah. I see it in a smug way, and I've mm. heard, like, I've, you know, of other bloggers who, like, consistently use their platform to talk about repeal and they'll be like and any other blogger who isn't I'm disgusted and it's always these buzzwords in the whole yeah. like, you're vile I'm disgusted and horrified you're it's not like, empowering you're, women you're grand <laughs> like you're not horrified yeah, yeah. Like, are you horrified like, and if you are night? get a fucking life yeah. to be horrified that you're blogger friend that you met once at some magazine event didn't talk about the same shit you want to talk about it's almost it's just the same as putting women in boxes yeah Mm -hmm. totally you have to be everything it's just like you know if you're a mother you have to be a housewife you have to be the best wife you have to be a cook you have to be no, I can be a blogger mm. and make a blogger, full stop. I don't also have to be like a freaking political activist well, for Ireland. I mean, like, this I don't is have to be. the centre of the irony. The mm. pro-choice movement is taking away other people's choice from talking about whatever the fuck mm. they want to talk about. Sorry, yeah. I spilled my drink. <laughs> so yeah, what I was saying was that it's just so ironic that the pro-choice movement mm-hmm. in Ireland is taking... sees that bloggers don't have a choice about what they talk about. Or they can choose... They can choose for them. <laughs> like, what? Like, so you don't think that makeup blogger can talk about just makeup? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the choice to exclude a narrative from her own fucking work. It's yeah. always the bloggers who use feminist hashtag, like, overload and who are, like, wearing the feminist tops and are just, like, I'm a fucking feminist, who are also pointing the finger at other bloggers being, like, if you're not using your platform, don't tell me how to use my platform. Mm. This is my fucking platform that yeah. I've built up. Yeah, I made it. I bought yeah. the followers. This cost me 20 euros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. paying to be here. Yeah, and it's like, don't tell me how to use it. Yeah. You do you, honey. Yeah. You use honey. your platform like you one day talk about whatever Mac fucking foundation and then, <laughs> yeah, go on talking about repeal. Yeah. yeah. I don't do that in mind. It doesn't, like... It, it doesn't fucking fit my aesthetic and leave me alone so it's just like stop putting pressure stop focusing on other people and focus on yourself Mm -hmm. and like also stop trying like I mean stop trying to find answers from people that you follow on Snapchat and Mm. fucking Instagram if you're Uh passionate about something write it on your damn Instagram if you have a hundred followers like your narrative is just as important 
And I just think, mm. to be honest, having the conversation one to like a conversation with, totally. with someone in person is way more effective than I have found that way more effective than maybe. jumping on a Twitter mm-hmm. stream with yeah. some sort of anonymous egg who's yeah. like you know life for life like you know what I mean though it's like yeah. you're gonna be have feel way more successful like sitting down with someone and trying to understand their perspective trying mm-hmm. to get them to understand your perspective instead mm-hmm. of just shouting and screaming and yeah. calling everyone vile and calling them like you know the most putrid people like it's and just and I also think yeah be careful of your language because I'm so sick of hearing like so called you know they'll call themselves self proclaimed feminists just consistently using words like vile, disgusting, grotesque, like yeah, just that's not in a fucking opinion. Yeah, calling someone's opinions vile—that's not, not an, an argument. Opinion. It's not like, an argument. I can talk to people. It closes an argument. I'm not going to talk to you if you call me vile. Yeah, well, exactly. all, well, it's like all mm. of a sudden the level of dis- of discourse has dropped yeah. to like infant. Mm. Like, yeah. if we're just going to start insulting well, it's each just other, shit slinging. Yeah, it's just like exactly. you're vile, yeah. you're vile. We're all vile. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but it's just like there's no opinions there. Mm. Like we can all sit around and be like, anyone pro life is vile, is disgusting, and inhumane. Again, it's really not an opinion. Try and like. Just you know, deconstruct the why someone thinks like that. Yeah. And I talk always think about like you're not going to change anyone's mind if you're like you know, get your fucking hands off my cunt. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh great, my fucking granny is now randomly pro-choice. Like, yeah, like, actually, I should get my hands off your yeah. cunt. Yeah, like. <laughs> I've never thought that that's why that's my rosaries yeah. were on your ovaries. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, if I we know. were to empathize, you know, and try and think, why are they thinking that we could educate them? Like we would just be able to move in such a faster rate. I just think it's like about perspective, and mm-hmm. like likelihood is okay if you come across say one pro life person, say on a night out or something like that, and you want to have a conversation with them, you're probably not going to change their opinion there and then. Yeah, but you might be able to share a story with them or share a perspective mm. that might make them, in some way, at some point, second guess themselves. Totally. Which sheds a different light, something that they exactly. didn't know. There's no point in regurgitating. We've said this before in the podcast. Regurgitating sayings or slogans or just like common little like sound bites. Yeah, kind of. exactly. Yeah. Like the, you know, get your rosaries off my ovaries. That has been said so many times, it doesn't make sense. Less, and, and also, unfortunately, like we, you know, you cannot pin pro lifers just to Catholicism. Because yeah, that's not how it is. Very I true. have spoken about um, being pro choice in my Snapchat many a time. And I've had many women who were in their 20s, 21, writing to me being like, I, I haven't been brought up in a religious home. I'm not religious myself. I'm not old. I'm a young woman, but I'm pro-life. Mm. So be like to just, you know, purely say that it's like, you know, Catholic Ireland is like blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's not. It's not. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like stop talking shit and start actually. That's yeah. why if you deconstruct the, like what we're trying to do here. Instead yeah. of just like regurgitating the same old shit, yeah. then you will be able to like have conversations and open it up yeah. and it's more just... And like, I, I do think that like, you know, just the word conversation is just so important in it because you have to listen to. Yeah. And that is hard. But you like, if you find someone like, as I was saying, who is pro-life, ask them like, if there's one point, you know, let them tell their story. Okay. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, don't, totally. and the minute they say something that they, you disagree with, don't jump down their neck and I dare you, come that's out with, vile. That's yeah. yeah like and come, out with, come out with buzzwords and facts and figure, just listen to them. And actually, you know, in order for like you to find a middle ground, you have to 
actually kind of concede a little bit and be like, actually, you know what? Because the thing is with a lot of pro-life, they think that all pro-choice people want the same thing and they won't think that all pro-choice people think that it's just like, you know, a form of contraception and all this kind of stuff. So if you can actually be like, no, 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 I understand that it's a horrible traumatic thing that mm-hmm. someone might want to go through. You know, if you can actually kind of show them the empathy, maybe yeah. then they'll change their mind about you. You know, so like you're not going to change someone's mind by calling them vile. Yeah, but you're also not going to change someone's mind by being like just coming out with the most crazy things. Like you might have to water down your opinions a little bit, you yeah. know, like you might, ha- mm-hmm. these are things you might have to do and but you have to listen to them. You have yeah, to totally. also hear their story. And speaking of watered down, you also have to think of like, I'm finding this a lot on, from what I'm seeing people on social media, people can read a tweet or read, um, you know, an article from the sun, you know, and they're trusting then that it's fact. Like mm-hmm. just because you've read a certain percentage or, you know, heard a certain percentage or heard a story from someone. I hear a lot of women being like, I heard the story. Of this Anecdotal girl. evidence. Yeah. Like. And it's like, that's bullshit because first of all unless you've done the research yourself and this is what happens with the internet and stuff you can read an article and think like that it's completely fact like even the media the media is a story so what mm-hmm. we're getting in the media it's a story they can't it can't be you know they twist it and turn it mm. so it's like perfect for like you know a consistent story that's going to be coming out yeah so you can't just be like quoting stuff that you've heard as if it's absolute like fact yeah sorry that's my chair (laughs) because you don't know yeah and then that can get you in trouble because someone can be like actually no that wasn't true and i Mm, you know yeah yeah. so just like i mean yeah like talk about if you're talking about from talk about what you know don't try because i think everyone at the moment is trying to look really intelligent and don't be afraid to be like i actually don't know the figures on that you know if someone comes up to you and they say well x amount of people do this don't like it's better for you to be like i actually don't know the start on that so i i can't comment on it instead of you making up a figure like it's just it looks dumb so and you're allowed to be pro-choice and feel like every woman has the right to um have the choice over her own body without Mm. having to know all the ins and outs and the yeah like this many weeks or like Mm. all that it's obviously you know you're still entitled to your opinion yeah knowledge you have the vote yeah knowledge is power but Mm -hmm. like you know at the same time your vote is still your vote and it'll be cast yes or no may 25th and something (laughs) like this unfortunately like there's just too much knowledge going around you're never going to be the most knowledgeable hoe yeah unless you're like a doctor <laughs> like you know what i mean i know and even like if you're in a set like people will randomly counter your argument and be like actually no and you're like oh, are they right are they wrong yeah you, you, you don't can't know. google it at the yeah. time and also i mean i'm loving this whole like you know we're all in this together we're all mm-hmm. fighting for this it's great but I've been noticing with like my friends, with my sissies, like sometimes I'm like, we're hanging out, we're having drinks and a lot of our conversation is like, really this. intense and it's, it's really like, it's true. we're talking about like current affairs and it's like, gets into fights even though we're on the same fucking page, like train of thought. She's talking about a fight we had like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it's exhausting to, you know, for women. Like we're going can, through this. Like, fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I mean, you can be as like, freaking what's the word pro-choice as you want or not pro-choice just like you can be as like an activist as you want but also just like enjoy yourself like you know this is just be an activist when it makes a difference i think you know you don't have to be bringing it home you don't have to be bringing it to your parent you know if it doesn't suit don't i feel because people always say and we'll wrap it up with this we're going to go on to a more (laughs) light-hearted topic in a second but (laughs) i just think that like i see a lot of people being like you know talk about it in your family call people out if Mm. you hear someone who's pro-choice talk to if, 
isn't appropriate. If you yeah, are in work if you're and in your someone, granny's wake, you're not going to be talking about her choice all the time. If you're in work and someone says something and you're just like, you know what? Like, I don't think do it's not your like responsibility to educate the whole fucking world. Yeah. Okay. You can like, have your belief. You can have your belief. They can have theirs. Like, mm. it is a free society. Like, I do believe that people are have just like I have the choice to be pro choice. Someone does have the choice to be pro life. Doesn't mm. mean I have to agree with them. We don't all have to agree. We never will. Spoiler no. alert. <laughs> and another great way to live as an activist is not to be harping on about it twenty four seven. Yeah. It's to just li- like you know, live it. Exa- yeah, like just be open. Like talk about it if it comes up in a really like you know calm. Mm-hmm you know, easy, easily approachable way. Mm. Be your um, own type, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so check the fucking register. Yeah, first things first. First things first, make sure you can actually mm-hmm. poxy vote. Don't be Paris Hilton. Don't or die, babies. Yeah, so you don't want to die. Yeah. So, <laughs> before we go to our outside room, we are going to be speaking about some gas stuff, so make sure you keep on listening. That's the reason we got Sarah on here this yes. week. Mm-hmm. But let's let's do it, girl. We got our outsider moment. Okay, so our outsider moment is dedicated to our mutual pal, Jack. <laughs> Jack. Jack O'D. Jack is the ultimate outsider. If you don't he know is. what an outsider is or what it's all about, mm-hmm. outsider cider is just so incredible, and it's all about celebrating being your f- being your inner freak and then releasing it, never having it caught up. Yeah. And Jack embodies that. He totally he does. does. So I was at this amazing gig with Jack. He actually got it for my birthday, and it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And we got into this place. We were dying to see this rapper, Plus Kojak. the artist Kojak. Kojak. He's amazing. And um, <laughs> it was like freaking sardines in a can in this place. We were like. Oh, we went and danced. Like, we both love his music. We went and danced. So we scooted upstairs, found a little space on the balcony. <laughs> and, like, there, everyone was real kill. Everyone's so fucking kill in this place. And Jack just doesn't even acknowledge that. He is, like, grinding. He is torn. Yes. And he is six foot four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not, like, this, like, tallest boyfriend I've ever had. He's, yeah. like... So tall, like and, totally and, tall. Yeah, and like, loud, like yeah, so loud, <laughs> and he's like grinding up against the balcony next to these like scene kids. <laughs> Jack, uh, please, uh, but then I'm like, do you know what? He's having more fun than everyone. Everyone, I'm everyone. sober. Yes, and everyone in here is just like like he will have his one point for the whole night spilling it on people. Jack, we know you're listening, boy. Bernie takes a sip. He's not listening. Bernie, <laughs> he's, he's too busy. He's too busy. He's, he's too busy being himself. But it's just like so fun. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Like, it's like when you go to a place, a sash or wherever you oh, are, and everyone's so just acting so cool and so like, just like Jack is always himself. Jack will go no in there what. screaming loud, twerking, dancing, grinding, to like just being so 
the opposite of the like what everyone else is being. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, honey, and you are the. I think outsider. everyone has a jack. Everyone, everyone has a jack in their life. They should and be so lucky in themselves. But I do think in your group, especially because I know that in my, in my groups in the past, and especially when you're younger, you can be kind of scarred up when someone comes in and they're being all like that. Do you know what? Latch onto those people because yes. they are having the most fun. Yeah. Yeah. So true. You'll never regret having fun. I know. Like, sometimes Jack just, oh, like, I know that guy. Yeah. He's really normal. Like, oh. Jack's like, what? Yeah, Jack's like, hold <laughs> on, I'm busy. Busy grinding up against a pole. <laughs> he's like, ah. So, but it's gas. Release it your gas. inner outsiders, gals. Don't hold them in. Actually, you shouldn't even release them. They should be out there, flend. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for outsider for sponsoring our outsider moment. As always, drink it, release it, but keep it legal. Yeah, <laughs> responsible. But thank you for embracing. You know that whole idea of just being an outsider because it's what we is. Speaking of being an outsider, mm. I don't know if you know, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. But I've heard a, cer- a certain someone oh. went on a popular mm-hmm. Irish dating show. Oh, God. And it might be the topic of what we're talking about tonight, one of many topics. Oh, Two years okay. later. Lindsay, what are we talking about today? So what we thought would be a fun little topic, since we know we have a lot of gals who listen who go on dates, we want to talk about dating etiquette, especially now in 2018. You know, mm-hmm. what do we expect from a man? What do we expect from dates? What yeah. do we hate on dates? Mm. You know, what's the current climate of how to fucking date in Dublin? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Date in Ireland. I mean, I you know this or Mayo. Could, this is <laughs> <laughs> from Ireland. Dublin to Mayo. Mayo. We're covering the whole dates in Cork. That's what I want to know. We know how you date in Cork. You get a Korma or a Nando's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my kind of date. But you know, this is this is applicable everywhere. And I've yeah. got a few saucy stories from New York to take, yeah. so that I can be thrown in. But the different dating countries. Mm, they're all sort of fucking same. They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> Lying down. They're all useless. They're all useless. <laughs> they're all the same height. Okay, Lying down. But we um, wanted to start with. We're I, I never got that. We are all the same height lined down. It's like when there's a short man, and then they're like, he's short, and then it's like, well, we're all the but same. Because you're all like head by head together. Knees. like No, it's like, no, but it's, it's not literal. Oh, okay. It's saying like, it doesn't matter when you're riding him if he's short. Oh, okay. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you don't notice it when he's short. Like, yeah, no, I know he's talking about like, like when Samantha like, got with that, like, tiny dwarf guy. Oh, yeah. And he was so cute, though. He was so cute. He was so funny. Remember he's that guy? to my nipples. Yeah. And then he was like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, he loved his Where do you dress? They were It's an episode of Sex and City, guys. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, okay. moving on. What we are talking about today, we're going to open up this show about dating etiquette because Sarah was on first fucking dates. I was. You may have seen her because she like, ha, ha, ha. If you don't know what first dates is, you must be living under a rock. But what it is, it's a dating show, a blind date dating show where they get a load of random people. The producers pair them up. They film them in a restaurant having a first date. It's fucking gas. So gas. And girls, let it be known if you are in any way considering going. Go, 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 go. Fucking hilarious. So we'll get there. So Sarah, yeah. wh- how did it happen for you? What was, were you like, I'm I was very newly single and I was like in work, I was teaching English, I was really bored and I was on my computer and I just saw the application. It was the first like season they had in Ireland and I just like did my application really like trying to be so funny and mm-hmm. then like they called me and I was trying to be really funny and then, like, they were like, oh, yeah, come in and just have a chat with us. And I was like, okay. So I was, like, really hungover, had a scrap of makeup on. 
turns out they fucking filmed that episode and like that's our pre-episode where you're like I just like this kind of guy no. I didn't know and I think as well because it had never been on TV because yeah it had only been on British TV in Eng- so the bit where it's the heart behind you and you're like yeah. I like guys who are like riders. I'm looking like a hot mess honey yeah. And I was still just trying you to be long. Yeah, no, I mean, good. thank you. But I was coming from an aftersash. You did know. look hungover. <laughs> I <laughs> did. <laughs> I had a scrap of foundation on. I had a bit of mac, you know. It stays, but still. So I was like still trying to just be like so law. And like even at that point, they don't tell you that you're on. And then finally. But is it true that they also um, interview people who are going to be just background diners? So you could go to be like an actual yeah, they do. dater, but then you could just get a background. They do. And product. like they're essentially think, on a blind date. Because I think yeah. they, yeah, because they, they set up a load of dates. They just don't, mm-hmm. they don't go yeah. But they're on a blind date. Like they're yeah. going. And like, so I remember when I went in for the actual like night, it was these, all these girlos and they were like, I'm on a, I'm a blind date. I'm fucking petrified. <laughs> I'm like, are you just going on a date? And they're like, yeah, well, I'm a background dater. I'm like, oh, right. Oh, so they tell them. They tell them. They gave you 20 quid. I'm like, yeah, they gave me 20 quid. Okay, like, so tell so them yeah, what Back up, back up, back up. Back it up, back it up. <laughs> so you do the thingy, Bob, the thing, and then they call you and they're like, you're going to be on. And they're like, you're going to be on. So you have this date and you're going to be on at nine o'clock on January 25th. I'm like, okay. So, so were you, because sometimes I see they leave and it's still bright. So were you a daytime? I was, I was a nighttime. I was the last, like, I was like one of the last kind of okay. shifts or whatever. The sexy setting. Yeah. I was yeah. popping it yeah. in the heels. Like, I dolled up to the nines. You were. They don't be telling you. That's mad. Do you know what I mean? Well, they don't tell you, like, oh, you might, you should dress up because, like, you know, this is your date. Like, but I guess that's the kind of, they obviously, you're aware that it's the date. Thing. I mean, looking <laughs> back, I probably would have been a bit more casual. <laughs> You were. I was like tootling around in these like six inch heels. I don't wear heels. Like, I would, I don't if I was going to be on TV though, I think I would get like. Better to be like, overdressed than yeah. underdressed. It's, yeah. it's very true. Ask Wild. Yeah. So they bring you into this hotel room. There's like a fucking bed in the room and there's like cold chips. You get a hotel room? There's a hotel room and there's all the background daters and they're like, you look like a model. No. And like they're oh, pissed. Is this right. before you're filtered is down to the hotel? No, this is when you're going on your blind date, and this is like the oh. two hours before. They've oh, the green room. room. The green Pommel room. Pommel you area. with like, so there was this really cheap wine, and you're like, I'm a sucker for cheap wine. I was locked. I was really trying. I was like, <laughs> I, I had my mum in my head, like, don't be too pissed, don't yeah. be too pissed. But mm. I was just like, it was like two hours I waiting. mean, the double nerves of a first date on yeah. TV. And they kind of shocked me. Well, free drink in general, I'm shit face. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm responsibly family. I'm like, my sister's an editor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm like talking to about all sorts. And they're like, oh, by the way, you're about to go on. I'm like, what? So then do you like, you have to leave the Gibson and then yeah. pretend you're just arriving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that scene where <laughs> you're like, you know. But they actually, they did a lot of that after the date. So like a oh, lot of like me tootling. Oh, so like if you can see me, I'm like fucking wasted tootling in in my heels. I'm fucking going lopsided, like because by then I was shitting more to the heels. Yeah. And you can't. This is what like everyone gets crazy about. You cannot see any cameras. So I went in there, oh. and it was really like being on date because you cannot see. Any cameras. Stop. How do they get those close-up shots? I have no idea. That's really good cameras, obviously. Very good. 
No I was convinced that there was like a camera following you kind of around. It kind of makes sense though because like when you see the people on the tables like you never see the back of someone holding a camera. You know yeah. that way? Like, yeah. I thought that was just well. Me too, though. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mad. It's mad. Mm-hmm. And they're like That's don't good, talk though. about being on the like first date. Like okay. talk about it, like as if it's a date. I was like okay. So when I was in the bathroom when I was like doing a little peace sign I didn't know there was cameras there. Oh you did I the peace sign in the camera. I just peaced and pouted. <laughs> I got so much hate for that. Did you? I got so much hate for that. Off who? On the internet? Twitter, the internet, Twitter. People were like, stay out of her. I didn't know. You're not I was you. just being a drunk yeah, weirdo by myself. She didn't know there were I cameras. Was like, as well. uh, uh, uh. I just thought it was hilarious that I was on a date by myself. I was like, peace and pat, baby. Like, <laughs> give myself a bit of self love. Like, Jesus Christ, oh, I'm not again. I would be. Like the shit that I do on my own, the toilets. Like, I know. I need to like. Thank fuck! I didn't call my sisters. Like, can you imagine yeah, the ones on the phones? Yeah, they're always. They don't like, tell you that there's cameras. Like, I knew there was cameras, and my Fiona yeah. was like, "You should have known." I was like, "They don't tell you no. anything." So anyway, go on. So you go in and do your piece and pout. Like, well, I mean, I went to the date. Like, your man was like about fucking four foot tall, so I already knew I didn't fancy him. Honestly, when I was on the date. I was just like so bed into my sweet potato risotto. I feel like <laughs> I was. Food looks good. It, it was look stunning, good. and I was eating that for about twenty-five minutes. And I think they just cut all that. But I was so <laughs> hyper. Imagine they showed that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. shocked they didn't. Like, you know, she was very into her food. But like, <laughs> honestly, like I was so hyper. Like, you feel like you're buzzed. Like, whatever drink I had before. <laughs> heightened by 10 but there's also something about being on tv is yeah. just like the adrenaline yeah yes. it is the adrenaline yeah i don't know if any of Lindsay's fans have seen her on the voice of ireland google that <laughs> i <Point> dare you <laughs> if you want your ears to bleed then yes google my voice oh, but you gotta have faith in <laughs> So we're a family of talent, someone said. We're a family of um, <laughs> Zedless. She shows and telly. <laughs> no, but it's hilarious. And I would honestly, like, I was lucky enough to go on it when it wasn't, like, you know, really a thing. So I was obviously chosen because no one else was fucking going for it. Now it might be a bit more selective because they're in, like, their third season. But it's so it's funny. really popular right now. I mm. watch it. It's literally it's one of the only shows it's that brilliant. I would watch. It's gas. On Irish now, TV. the anxiety, I actually <laughs> smooched your man in the lift. Did you smooch him? I smooched your man in the lift. That's some exclusive tea. That's some exclusive tea. But by the time it came out, They'd be I waiting was two years guy. for this. They'd be I, was, I was, like, time. single when I went on the date. And by the time it was coming out, I was in a relationship. And I was like, please don't fuck show the kiss I actually rang the editor and I was like can you not and he was like don't worry Sarah but I was anxiety riddled oh no she was like she wouldn't <laughs> shut the fuck up but she was like what we were like it's out of your control huh? and then by the time it came out I was like thank god they and was it a, like a full score it was just a little smooch I fucking insinuated it because <laughs> <laughs> like he seemed I way more into you him. I just leaned into leaned down to him more like <laughs> in your heel right? in my, oh, my, my favourite is how shook he looked when Sarah walked in like it was yeah, like all his Christmases like he, <laughs> they did it this day like the, if you haven't watched like they do the whole like when they're walking up they say what like each other find attractive and he was like I just love like a, a good like you know great looking brunette with like long legs <laughs> big, big curvy curvy figure and long brown hair and yeah. it was like and it was like Sarah walking up in this like 
bet on Gorn's cocktail dress at her massive heels, brown hair down to her waist. It was just like, and he just looked at her like he was going to shit himself. And then he was like, oh, I didn't think they'd actually get it. Yeah, like the actual description. So gas. So gas. I actually ghosted him, surprisingly. He like, we had this joke in the episode where it was like, let's go to the zoo, let's go to the zoo. And I was like, no. And then like, he actually texted me after the episode and was like, do you actually want to go to the zoo? Unseen. Oh. Oh, never got and what do you have to say to him now if he's listening, baby girl? Well, actually, one of my like girls that like follows me was like, actually, he was in a relationship with my friend. He was very controlling. <laughs> so fuck you, That's what you want to say to him? Oh, my God. Karma's a bitch, baby. Oh, I'm a girl's girl. Karma. <laughs> Except that there's no karma apart from like, it's good to have a dodge to bullet hole. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 It's really funny though. It wasn't someone you knew, I think. Was it a no, it, was, it was one of your followers, and she was yeah. like, oh my god, BTW. <laughs> my friend went out with him, and he was a fucking freak. Two minutes ago, sorry, it's like my really good friend of mine, actually. <laughs> she knew his ex girlfriend. Yeah. Very close friend of mine. Extremely <laughs> controlling. Oh, well, no, it was a follower of mine who wrote to me, and to I got there. I know, did she write to you? No, she wrote to me, but she was obviously like, any any follower is your follower. Like, they don't fucking follow me. But she was like, BT Tubbs, he's a big controller. <laughs> we were like, well, I'm glad I fucking got it now. I'm like, thanks. Fuck there you go. So, okay, Let so then we've done the first day of the show. Yes. Now I think we should talk about just for like, so that just kind of gets encapsulates like, <laughs> a heightened experience of how fucking awkward first dates are. And right. also, but also um, in the first date show, it kind of just break it down in kind of, let's say three different segments. Okay. So mm. they have the pre um, interview, which is kind mm. of like what you would expect, what you would love to get from a first date. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want some dark and handsome. Mm. Yeah. And then they go on the date and it's like, Nothing are they actually collect, connecting? Are they like, you know, is this person, you know, you can even tell by the show that one person sometimes is really Way more connecting. Yeah. And the other person Vibing. isn't. Yeah. On their service date. Yeah, yeah kind of. totally. And totally. then they always finish it with, which is just so cringy, <sighs> which is the paying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh now you God, said that pay. you were given what? How much? So I was given 20 euro and like my bill was the most expensive bill I've ever had. It was like an expensive hotel. Euro. So you're given 20 euro each, but that includes like, you, you know, kind of you're think buying that, like it's pretend. And you're buying drinks. You're buying cocktails. starters, a main and a dessert. Yeah, you know, so obviously that twenty euro was gone. That's basically what you have had. It's higher, higher, but I always I mean, said before I went on, there was two rules that I said. One rule I was going to split the bill because it was scaldy if I let them pay and I wasn't going to go on a second date. Mm. Secondly, I was going to say yes because I think it's so mean to like have this like you know TV yeah. experience because I was offline. Wait, so you're talking about when they bring you backstage and they say, "Would you want to see them again?" Yeah, so we so right Irish now. to be like, "No, I don't think I'll see him again." And, and I, I, I actually think it's really Irish to be like, "Yes, and not 
one. But yeah, if you yeah, watch yeah. first dates, no one says yes. And I and people were giving me shit online, being like, I "Can't believe she said yeah to brilliant, like fucking stay of her." But like, you have this like experience with a person, and then like off the camera, you're like, "This is so fucking weird." Mm, yeah, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus and be like, "No, I won't go on date with them." Like, unless I, well, they were I didn't. an absolute arsehole. Yeah, totally. He wasn't. And in real life, okay, I didn't go on a date with him. I'm not going to say that on live TV. No. It's fucking mean. It's, it is mean. mean. And I hate, I hate when you see them and you're like, oh, they had a great date. Or the worst is when they're like, I actually had a really great time, but I think it's just more as friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's boring. Like, there's no need. It's like, of course boring. it's, but it's also like, of course it's as friends. You're yeah. on a TV. Like, it's of not course. actual life. Yeah. We're not expecting you to have a fucking All relationship. First, but, Facebook. so like, let's talk about your regular first dates. What are y'all's expectations? So what I'm thinking is like, on that show, they t- they really put a weight on the end, which is like split. Splitting yeah. They always zone in, the cameras like zoom in mm-hmm. to that part, like, so obviously, it kind of is the presumption that you know the, the male should pay. pay because I don't think it is no, on the show. I mean, I mean, on that show, no, it is. The on the English show, the lad pays. No, the music changes. It kind of and they always do it. It's very presumptuous. It is if you notice it. I watch it every week. I watch it too. I've never noticed a presumption that the man pays. I always think they try and make it really awkward. Awkward because I do feel that. But they even do it with the gay couples. Let's, like, you're fast-forwarding. Let's talk about when you're sitting there, your first seat, who has the first drink. Because a lot of my friends in work are like, the man has to get the first drink. What do you think about that? The first, what do you mean when you go to a bar for a date? As in, like, literally, like, yeah, your first date, your first drink, who's, like, do you I just don't have, like, rules about who's paying for what. I'm just like, like, it's like, I'll happily, like, I just, I'm, I just find, for me, the most, turn the biggest turn off is someone counting their pennies mm. so like if someone's like oh you got the last drink I'll get the, yeah. that to me just makes my ick. boner go let it be natural ick factor like I have like we spoke about this in work because we were talking we watch first dates like on our lunch break because mm. we have like this TV in our lunchroom oh and we were talking about like the whole like banking the big deal of the paying and stuff and I was just like I just don't have like if a guy pays for me cool if we split the bill grand if I pay grant, like I just don't have a presumption up of like who will pay. But like if I'm mm. on a date with a guy and he's like, oh no, I'm going to take it. I think it's rude to be like, no, I'm yeah. like, I'm just like, if a guy is offering for me to pay for the bill and they seem sincere about it, I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. It's a nice thing to buy someone dinner. I think it's really the sincerity nice. is the mm. main thing because like sometimes, I mean, I mean, even see it on the show, you just, they're like, uh, will I get this or... Yeah, like if someone is saying that, which is not sincere, obviously, if they're putting the kind of question for you to answer, then mm. you obviously are going to have to feel no, like, you know, you did. or yeah. when the girls do the fake reach for the bag and they're like, oh. no, no, I'll get because I've seen that on first dates too. Yeah, huge presumption. The girls like the guys like, oh, yeah, they're like, oh no, I'll get. They're like, no, 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 the thing won't open. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh God, it can never open. If this. you see like older couples, like the man is just like, no, I'll get this, and they're like. Thank you very much. And it's yeah. like as if they expected it. But like I have but this thing. Don't even expect. I just think like if no. I ever offer to buy someone dinner, like I'm only gonna offer if I'm legitimate about it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna, no, I'll get this. And if someone's like, no, no, I'm just like just fucking let me buy. Like yeah. it's actually good manners to be like thanks. 
Thank you. And Instead actually, of making it, to be like, thank you very much. And I, have, I do notice as well on first stations the show that mm-hmm. older couples are a lot more like if the man reaches for the bill and is like, no, this is on me, Maureen. Mm-hmm. And she's like, thank you very much, too. Yeah. Thank you. Like she's not being like, oh God, no, are you sure? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. How much have you in your bag at the moment? The thing is, is like with the whole feminism thing, it's like take it that the guy presumes that you could split it, but he wants to get it for you. Yeah. Don't take it that he's saying, like, you mustn't be making much. If they say they want to buy you dinner, fucking take it. I just don't think mm-hmm. it's a big deal mm-hmm. to, like, accept dinner off someone. If a guy, but if a guy turns around, he goes, I'm buying your dinner because you're a woman. Like, come on. Like, okay, but thing. let me give you this situation. So my friend was dating this guy who she really liked, but he was, like, dirt poor. Mm-hmm. And I also was friends with him. And he had this thing. He was like, I really want to bring her out a day, but I have no fucking money. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if you really liked a guy and he had, like, like he's on the doll, but even that is a stretch. Mm-hmm. Like he has no dosh. What would you do? Would you be happy with going for a little bop in the park, or would you just be like, "Boner kill"? I actually watched an episode of the English first dates, and it was this. Um, it was a guy and a girl, and the girl was very much. She was like, "I want to be looked after. I want a guy who will." you know pay for dinner will like you know I want to be treated like a princess that usual bullshit mm-hmm. and she went on a date with a guy who had recently been homeless and he literally had no money and he Aww. obviously yeah Aww. so like they were kind of disgusting at the start of their date he was like so what do you expect and this is I think the point of this podcast is like what do you expect and I think that can be kind of it must be quite difficult for men to be mm. like I want to go out on a date with her but does she expect for you know to have the whole night paid for yeah. it because I can't I can't do that. that yeah so she he was like how would you feel if a guy um asked you to split the bill and she was like oh no I wouldn't like that at all. She was like, I want to be looked after. I have a daughter. I want to be looked after. And I would hate if a guy, like, and then he was like, okay. And then he went and spoke about his story and how he was homeless and how mm. blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, oh. And she kind of really softened. And mm. then Aww. after she was, they split the bill or like they worked out the bill together in something that worked out for both of them. And then in the after interview, like she was like, you know, he opened up to me. I really mm. felt for him. And like, you know, it's a certain connection. It's like we were talking about earlier with the whole repeal thing. Like you have to listen to someone, you know no, what yeah. I mean? Like to change mm. someone's mind, you have to listen to both perspectives. Yeah. You can't just go like, I mean, just like the same as the presumption of thinking that like your favorite vlogger is going to be like completely on the same, mm. like my yeah. name is you repeal. Mm-hmm. You can't go on a date with someone and think that they have you presume ex- that they're going to pay for everything because yeah. they might have a certain bravado as yeah. like a male, you know, just because they are very confident. It doesn't mean that they're going to be like splashing the cash. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, one of my favorite kind of like, I can't quote it exactly, but it's basically saying, like, the minute you have expectations of someone else, you're just waiting for them to fail. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. having expectations of another person, like, you, you're not in their brain. Like, mm-hmm. have expectations for yourself and your own behavior. But, like, by saying, like, I expect every man to pay for me for my dinner or I expect every man to only spit the bill for me because we're feminists. It's like, yeah. you're just setting yourself up for failure and disappointment because it's not always going to be like that. You know, yeah. that way, like, some people are just cool. But, like, I want to know if you guys have any, like, 
Because, you know, we can get all serious about it, but, like, it is fucking awkward. When mm. that bill comes, girl. <laughs> what do you do? I mean, it is, even, like, I've been in a fucking rage for nearly six years, and it's still, mm-hmm. like, mm, like, it can still sometimes be, like, Akima, like, Akimawa. oh, the splitting of the bill, and mm. the, like... I mean, like, I'm a Ryan's kind of gal. The only thing I genuinely yeah. expect from a first date is laughter. Mm. That's honestly, like, like, I was on a recent date, and, like, the guy got me a drink. Because he was there before me. He's like, oh, like, I just, you know, took a plunge and got you gin tonic. I was like, sound. That's nice. But I don't mm. actually even expect that. I usually get so nervous on the first date that I'll buy the first drink. I'm yeah. like, ah, I'll yeah, buy it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. Ryan's kind of gal. I'm like, I don't know you well enough for you to buy me my fucking drink for the night. It's weird. Yeah. You know? so I would like, never be cool. For me, it's kind of like on a first date, mm-hmm. I almost prefer to split everything because... Let's be mates. Then if we... Yeah. Exactly. Because then if we never see each other again, we just had a mate night out totally. grand. And totally. there's a, yeah, there's no... There's none of that like, I paid for everything and you didn't... Like, there's yeah. no like yeah. that ownership because sometimes if you go out on a date with someone, you can feel a bit like under them like if they're paying yeah. if they paid like a lot of money totally. for a great Totally. And you feel like you owe them something. Although yeah. for some reason, I do like when a lad pays for the taxi. Love a pay Love for the taxi. Pay for the taxi. Do you know what I think it is a lot of the time? I think it's, um, I don't know if you'll agree, it's when it's more public, for example, like the taxi mm-hmm. is like you're both in the back seat. And he's the looking after like, me. It, but it's like, he's like, that's 12 euro. It's like, here's my six. Oh, I'm yeah. here, darling. You want the guy to be like, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want the Keep taxi the man to be generous. like. Yeah, you don't, it's more awkward when he's like, the taxi man is silently waiting for yeah. you both to like, can you turn on the back yeah. light? Yeah. Sorry, I um, think at that stage, oh, like they, they need to get it on their phone, Have on their app. you got four euro, you know, that's yeah. right. That, that's a bit of like, you know, I'm looking after you. But it's also like for me, my whole, like my general opinion mm. on people paying for me or me paying for people is like, and it's not even an expectation, but it's kind of more just like, I don't know. It's, it's how I live myself. So, like, if other people do, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I ask someone to, like, go to dinner with me, I'll usually offer to pay. Because I'm like, it's my invitation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, it's like, if I want to go to a certain restaurant... Even if it's a friend? Well, sometimes they will with a friend, yeah. If I'm like, do you want to go for dinner? And they're like, yeah. I'll be like, I wouldn't. Which, no. Do you want to go for dinner with me and my friends? I can spit in the bell. I just feel like if I'm offering to like, if I'm like, oh, I want to go to this restaurant, do you want to go for dinner on Thursday? And they're like, oh yeah, okay. I'll offer to pay. Cause I'm like, I that's very sound. I think in a date situation, that's totally true. If a person that's offers a, exactly. to bring you out, you pay. That's yeah. what I mean. But it's more so with a date. Like with a friend, mm. it's only like my best friends. I'm not even yeah. every facker walking around. But like with I a mean, date. Yeah, I mean, a friend is more like, I mean, it would be, be a friend of her friend who, to that's expect that, you to do that. On a similar-ish way. Yeah. You know. Well, I would do it. I just don't really care. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, well, it's just like, I mean, I would with a friend. I bought loads of my friends dinner. But like, I mean, we're not talking about friends. We're talking about yeah. dating. Yeah. But with dating, you it's like, you if a guy goes to me, oh, do you want to go to this restaurant for mm-hmm. dinner on Thursday? I go, yeah. If he offers to pay, I'm like, that's nice because you offered to bring totally. me here. Totally. That's the rule of thumb. And yeah. it's the same with me. If I'm like to a guy, do you want to go out on Friday? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. If, if we're going for drinks, I'm not going to buy the drinks the whole night, but I'll buy the free. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's awesome. kind of, and it's the same with the taxi thing. It's like, mm-hmm. if I'm going back to your gaff mm-hmm. and you ask me yeah. back, yeah. you're going to pay You would have been taxi. getting the taxi anyway. So, I mean, I'll, obviously, I will do the girl thing of, oh, here's the fiver. Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, no, no, you do, no, you do. No, and they shove it away. And, I'm yeah. sorry, you can't yeah. tell someone's fucking 
that you can tell their type of person when they take that fiber or not. So, I'm just saying. Do no, you guys have any situation true. where you feel like you met like someone who was a bit like, uh, like not like stingy? Yeah, stingy. Do you have any situations like that? Well, we're going to talk about that next week, girl. Ooh. What? Yeah. What so let's go back to that, that thing with the fiber, right? Yeah. You can tell that. Like when you're in a taxi... And the guy is like, it's like 20 and you're like, here's a tenner. But it's that playful kind of thing of being on a date with someone and being like, um, they're like, say they got the first round of drinks mm. and then they're like, here, do you want another drink? I'll pop up and you're like, uh, oh, I can get it. And they're like, oh yeah, cool. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I'll actually get up and we can get the drink. It's like a politeness thing, right? Like you're being the polite girl, but being like, here's the tenner for the 20 euro taxi. Or the guy, like, I mean, because I've brought guys back to my app and I'm like, yeah, fucking bite in there. Like, hey, mm. I'm like, it almost feels weird to be like, thank you for the time. Yeah, like, it's when just you're like, going back to yours. The, the fucking, you know, the taxi was 15 quid. Like, you know, it's not yeah, the biggest yeah, deal. Yeah, I was yeah. going to get a taxi anyway. You just happened to be in it. I think that getting the drink gives you more power. Like, when you're like, yeah, I'm going to buy a couple of rounds of drinks and whoever gets the taxi, like, it's on them. Yeah. Once it's like an even split. But I think. For me, and I don't, like, I mean, this is probably an anti-feminist thing but i do like when it's a more public thing mm. like say if you're in a restaurant with a guy and you're kind of like i've been in a restaurant with a guy and we're you know ordering we're kind of like been there having drinks for a while we're talking to the waiters you know we're kind of like you know, bantering with the waiters mm. and then they're like oh, are you guys on the bill or what are you doing and you're like he's like yeah we'll take the bill and then they'll come over in two minutes and be like so how are you gonna pay and if it's kind of like if the waiter is like silently like clasping his hand yeah. and waiting by the table yeah. and seeing you both shuffle over yes. your coin purse mm. and having this bill where like you, I, I really am attracted to when a guy is just like, no, look, it's on my card. Yeah. That, it's, it's like that public declaration of like, it's so rare. I got this, you know, mm. like I'm fine with it being a private thing between us being yeah. like, oh, I'll get this next drink or like if he's paid for dinner and then we go out for drinks afterwards, I'll pay for the drink mm-hmm. because yeah. he clearly paid for a fuckload of money for yeah. the dinner. But it's the public thing of like, and it's the same with the taxi. If the taxi man is like, you know, the light's on in the back and he's there silently waiting. Do you take Euro coins? I I have another Euro. It's true, actually. I actually do do that with my friends. I I do the right. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll have it. And they're like, Sarah. I'm like, "Uh, uh, I got it. Okay. But it's like, it's It's just fucking, well, it's because I think what it is, and it's not even the fact that they're paying for your dinner. It's like, the like confidence mm. is attractive. Yeah. For me. Mm. It's like if it got if the way you like, nah. card it's like throw on yeah. the card, it's grand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it is just unattractive if you go for like a fifty euro meal and the guy's like, So do you have cash or car like <laughs> it's, it's just, just it's that first meal. Like it's not like we don't we it's we don't expect that every meal, but it's that first date where you're really trying to win them over. I don't know. For me, for me, I don't. Have a certain I don't be going daddy. on meals the first date, to be honest. For me, or drinks. I have done. I've gone for meals on first dates, and and I've also gone for like you know you go on a first date and then you know you continue to have that for a little mm. while, and then it turns into like oh do you want to actually grab lunch lunch with my friends, and you go out with the friends, and that brings up another thing because it's like okay so I've got my lunch, I've got my drink, and then we all have to go up together and pay. To pay. And, you know, it's awkward because sometimes it's, again, I think it's the public thing of like, yeah. you know, the friends being like, oh, are they together? Are they just seeing each other? Are they blah, blah, blah. And yeah. What like, makes it public? Sometimes him. Yeah. Sometimes paying him. for your fucking round is yeah, public. Exactly. It's just that kind of confidence and that kind of like, 
care if you will like if mm-hmm. you just like sat through a lunch with his mates then in my mind yeah he should probably fucking pay mm. well yeah if a guy asked me out with his friends like you know i'm not paying yeah. into the club you asked me into one yeah. <laughs> dude has it like has a job and has the funds like we're not talking about like and we can talk about that as well you know the guy and the doll who wants to date but just doesn't have the funds to like be splashing mm. cash that's a different situation but if you're aware that this guy has like a grand enough job you know pay for you know i think yeah pay for shit i just i don't really have the expectation on the person but it's more just like i'll judge you on the way you act around it you know what i mean it's like i don't expect anyone to pay for me ever i don't think anyone should ever expect me to pay for them but it is it shows your character when you do or don't Mm -hmm. yeah and then i'll it's not that i'm gonna like you know, I'm not going to be like, I can't believe I fucking thought he was going to pay for me. But it's like, if a guy does go, oh, do you want to come out with me and my friends on Saturday night? And it's 25 euro into the club and they expect me to fucking pay. And I'll just be yeah. like, okay, you just, you just don't have like that thing etiquette. in your brain. Yeah. Etiquette, exactly. Mm-hmm. And politeness that it, you, I would like someone to have. Mm-hmm. And therefore like maybe it ain't going to work out. But we're going to end this episode now. We're doing a two part mm-hmm. episode this mm-hmm. week, girls. Because we're talking all about dating etiquette. And... Mm-hmm. Next week, we are talking all about courting. We're talking about the awkwardness of, like, when we've moved on from first dates, and it's kind of more like we're dating. Seeing each other. Who the fuck yeah. plays then? He's your actual BF. Yeah. We're also going to touch on stingy stingy boyfriends, stingy fellas, and yeah. all the rest. So make sure you listen. Let us know your opinions on first dates. Let Sarah know. Follow <laughs> her on Instagram. It's wildgal. <laughs> As an Oscar Wilde. As an Oscar Wilde. Wild with an E. <laughs> it's like Wild, sexy, yeah. but like also like literature. Like yeah. slutty, but clever. <laughs> she said the S word. I'm triggered. Tune <laughs> okay. uh, in next week, guys. Love you, bitches. Bye, When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.